find a way to love parents who did a horrible job, you could still love them, but you don't have to let them hurt you anymore. And I think that's an important thing because for a lot of us, I mean, all of us were raised by dysfunctional parents because all of our parents are sinners saved by grace at best. But you don't have to let whatever your parents were or weren't change and ruin the rest of your life. I want to encourage you to let God's grace let you forgive your parents for whatever's gone on. Honoring your parents seems like a straightforward commandment, but considering that family situations vary so greatly, how do we really apply that to our lives? Today, Pastor Daniel will explain what it means to honor your parents in the context of growing up as adults and even when a person has abusive or dysfunctional parents. God's intention with His commandments are always for our good, to protect and prosper his children. Now here's Pastor Daniel with his continuing study entitled, Ten Commandments. It's interesting, when Jesus in the Gospels, how often is Jesus in trouble on the Sabbath day? All the time, right? He heals a man with a withered hand. They get upset because it was on the Sabbath day. He heals a guy who for 37 years, I was just reading it this morning in John chapter 5, in my own devotional time, he was 37 years laying on his bed on the Sabbath day. Jesus said, listen, man, you want to get healed? And the guy's like, well, I can't get in to the pool. Someone gets in before me. He's like, well, just take up your bed and go. The guy takes up his bed. And they're like, you're not supposed to carry your bed. It's the Sabbath day. Jesus is in trouble. The disciples are hungry. They're walking through a grain field. And the disciples start to glean from the field, but they're harvesting on the Sabbath and they get in trouble. So we have to be careful in Sabbath keeping not to get legalistic. And it's amazing how Christians who've been saved by the grace of God just love being legalistic. I mean, I know what that's like. You're saved by grace, but you want to be perfected by works. And there's all sorts of people be like, oh, no, 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 no. You're getting it wrong. You can't worship on Sundays. That's, God doesn't honor that. I mean, think about that. God only accepts worship on one special day. I mean, seriously? God who is infinitely worthy of all the worship of every single breath of our lives only accepts worship on one day. And every other day, it's bad, 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 bad. So we have to be careful not to fall into legalism. I love that in this generation, we're recovering a lot of the the Jewish roots of Christianity. But what's interesting is that Jesus came to put new wine in new wineskins. Judaism in its law-keeping cannot hold the Messiah. It can't hold the Messiah. Because the Messiah fulfills all of it. So even in our love of the Jewish roots of Christianity, we also have to be careful We have to be careful not to stray a little bit in our hearts into legalism. We have to be careful. I love this because not only should we keep the Sabbath day, but we should also try and help other people do it as well. Notice it says, don't let your son do it, not your daughter, not some stranger in your land. See, 
Part of being a person of God is trying to promote God's kingdom. And so we do not promote God's kingdom by us resting and us making other people work in our place because we still don't trust God. So we're supposed to be extending that outward, extending it outward. So someone will always say to me then, well, what does a Sabbath day look like then? I would say a Sabbath day should look something like this. You sleep until you wake up. You read your Bible. You pray. You enjoy those people who God has placed in your life. You take a walk. You take a nap. You pray. You read God's word. You enjoy the people God has placed in your life. And you go to bed. Don't think fixing your fence or mowing your lawn is really Sabbath keeping. It's really not. It needs to get done, but it's not necessarily restful, is it? What I have learned, and I I feel blessed because I had a pastor who I apprenticed with who was just so good at modeling for me what it meant to, to follow God. And it was so cool because he would just be like, listen, on Mondays, he's like, you won't get me unless something, if someone is in the hospital, life or death, I'll be there. Other than that, you won't hear from me. I have a friend who calls that Amish Mondays, which means the computer doesn't go on, the phone doesn't go on, he just rests. You know, and that's a healthy thing. The sports scores will still be there the next day. The stock market quote will still be there the next day. Whatever issues you missed at work will still be there the next day. But take some time away to rest, to be refreshed, to be built up for what God wants to do. And another way to apply this for each one of us is, have you ceased from your labors and trusted in Jesus? Are you here today still trying to prove that you're right with God by the things that you do or don't do? Are you still busy trying to prove to God your devotion by not doing X, Y, and Z? Or are you simply willing to trust in Jesus and rest in his everlasting arms? For many of us, we believe in Jesus, but we're still in a workspace system. Not by God, but by ourselves. We're still trying to do it right. We feel like God loves us if we get X, Y, and Z right, and he doesn't love us if we fail, and that's just not the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus got it right. And he got it right for us. And we live our lives responding to what a good job Jesus has done, despite us. Lives of gratitude and joy. Lives of when we mess up, we own it, we confess it to God and whoever we've hurt, and we leave it at the cross where Jesus dealt with it in our place. It's so easy to be in a workspace system even though we believe in the grace of God but God wants us to trust him ruthlessly and simply ruthlessly and simply so very simply we need to keep the Sabbath by trusting in Jesus by letting Jesus have finished the work for us for us. Okay, let's move on now to verse 12, to the fifth commandment. It says, 
Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, most commonly, people would say that now we're moving to the second tablet of the law. That the first four commandments are the first tablet. That deals with our relationship with God. We have no other gods before him. We don't make any carved images. We don't take God's name in vain. And we find that time to rest, to rejuvenate that relationship. And then the second tablet of the law is on the horizontal level. Us and people. And at the very beginning, it gets right into honoring your father and your mother. Now, why is this? Because the family was the main unit of discipleship that God made. God created the family first and foremost, Adam and Eve, and then they started having children. First Cain and Abel, and then, of course, Seth, who became part of that messianic line. So God ordained the family. He ordained the family. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, the apostle Paul quotes this. He says, children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. So notice, he says this is the first commandment with promise. If you honor your father and mother, it says that you may live long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, I need to start right here because we start talking about honoring your father and your mother. I need to get this out there in front. If your parents are abusive or sinful, then they have forfeited the right to be honored. Okay? We have to get that right out there in front because it's it's so unfortunate that we live in a broken world and sometimes parents can be abusive, manipulative, hurtful, and all these things. And then someone comes and says, we got to honor your parents. Just the way it's like, someone says, like, God hates divorce, but my husband is beating me. It's like, well, you should leave him because he doesn't deserve to be submitted to. That submission is not carte blanche to be hurt. They're abnegating their responsibility as a leader. So if you're, I say that right out in the front because everything I want to talk about, I need to make sure that I, I realize that there's some horrible parents in the world. People who do horrible things. So if your parents are abusive and manipulative, You honor your parents by not letting them hurt you. That's how you do it. Okay. So I got that out of the way in the beginning. Now, how do you honor your parents? Now, first you have to be able to understand what your relationship is with your parents. So when you are a a child up until that legal age, when you're your, your parents' responsibility, you honor them by they're your parents. They have responsibility before the Lord over your life. That means if they say, look, you're going to go to church with me on Sunday, and you say, well, I don't want to go to church. If you live in their house and you're their kid, then guess what? You honor them by going to church. They say the curfew's at 10 o'clock, and you live in their house, then guess what? You honor them by keeping the curfew. If they say, listen, you got to empty the dishwasher, how do you honor your parents? By emptying the dishwasher. Quite simple. You honor them. Now, in the Bible times, people were kids, and then they got married, and they started their own families. Now, our culture doesn't work that way. Okay, now, if you are an adult child, right, so you're not under the age of 18, but you still live at home, guess what? You're an adult, but you still got to abide by your parents' rule. You live in their house. They pay the bills. 
Even if you keep rent, they're still the boss, okay? So what that means is that although an adult, you still live under their roof, and so you should honor that. And if you don't like it, what should you do? Move out. While you live in their house, you honor them, okay? So for those of you who are hanging out, living in mom and dad's basement, playing video games, honor your parents. Honor them. Love them. Be kind to them. Do right by them. Don't get mad at them. You're living in their house. Now, when you move out of your house, although an adult, they're still your parents. So what I would advise is honor your parents, although they're not paying your bills, which means they don't have to tell you. You don't have to do everything they ask you to do. You're an adult. But you should still honor them. One of the ways you can honor your parents, and no matter how old you are, if your parents are still alive, is always give them an opportunity to speak into your life. You don't have to do what they say, but they love you enough to want to share with you, so be okay with what they want to share. Let them speak their peace to you. I've had a great time, my dad, and I have a great relationship. I remember when I got saved, God spoke to me about how much I argued with my dad. And I said, I'm not going to argue with my dad anymore. And I got to be honest with you. That's hard. <laughs> I remember for a long time, we'd be on the phone and he'd be talking. I'd be like, you know, I'd like turn the thing up. And my dad's funny. He'd be like, I hear you gritting your teeth over there, you know. But I, I wanted to honor him by not arguing with him if I didn't agree with him. And now it's funny because he says, look, he's like, I thank you. You always let me share what I want to share, but you never do what I say you think you should do. And I say, Dad, but I love you, and I love the fact that you love me enough to want to speak into my life. Share with me what you understand. So you honor your parents. No matter how old you are, no matter how old they are, you give them an opportunity to speak into your life. But as an adult, you're responsible to God to make your own decisions. Okay, now, we know, it says a man shall leave his father and mother in marriage and what? And cling to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Now, what that means is that when you get married, you and your spouse make a new family. And you honor your parents by not letting them split your family, your new family up. When I do premarital counseling, I always do some time on the family of origin, which means I'm always trying to remind couples that no matter how close or how distant your family is, your family should not negatively impact your relationship. A godly new family will not allow the classic mother-in-law scenario to be a problem. Now, if you're in here today and you are that classic mother-in-law, you need to repent, okay? If you're that mom, you love your kids so much and you're right in the middle of their stuff and they can't have a normal adult relationship, you need to stop. You need to say, Lord, I'm sorry. You need to go to your son-in-law or daughter-in-law and you need to say, listen, I am sorry. Because God's heart is that the two become one flesh. So you can love them. You can still speak into their life, but don't mess them up. It's hard enough to be married. You know it good and well. The last thing they need is a parent being all up in the middle of the stuff. Okay? So you have to remember that when you get married, you could still honor your parents, but you do make a new family. 
which means now your priority is now your new family as opposed to fitting into your old family. You're still part of the solar system, but you have your own orbit now. Okay? So, honoring your father and mother. Now, we live in a culture that does not value the wisdom of those who've had more times around the sun. And I think it's to our detriment. I always say that in American culture, we value youth, but God values people. So I think that no matter how weird your family may be, we should always try and honor our parents and give them the opportunity to share what they have to say in our lives. Always. Because notice what it says, honor your father and mother, and it's the first commandment with promise. Why? That your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. How awesome is that? If you honor your parents, you'll live long. That's what it says. Because the idea is that your parents will lead you in righteousness, in goodness, in rightness. It's interesting that Jesus says, I always do those things which what? Which please my father. So Jesus, in his own life, honored, honored his parents, honored his father. So I believe that God wants the people of God to do an even better job of honoring their parents. I think we live in a day and age as well where parents are living longer. And I think we shouldn't be afraid to be inconvenienced by caring for our parents as they cared for us. A lot of people feel it's an inconvenience. I think it's a great way to honor our parents. I was just talking, my grandfather's almost 90 now. And I keep telling my grandparents, I'm like, look, if you guys need, you can come move in with Lynn and us and the kids. And they're like, oh, that'd be fun. I'm like, that would be fun. Because we should honor our parents. We should try and take care of them. Colossians 3.20 says it this way, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is pleasing to the Lord. It's pleasing. But we have to realize that with that, we have to make sure that our honoring is appropriate with the place in life we are. So the way we honor our parents when we're under the age of 18 is one way. The way we honor our parents when we still live in their house as adults, that's another department. The way we honor our parents when we maybe are not married and out of the house, that's another way. The way we honor our parents when we are married in our own house, that's a whole other way. And then how we honor our parents as we've been full blossom and our parents are getting older, that's another way. But in each way, the very first horizontal relational commandment is that we honor our fathers and our mothers. Now, what's also interesting is that we shouldn't dishonor our parents if they're awful either. I said that we... If they're abusive and manipulative, you should not, you don't have to obey them in the same way. But you know, Jesus did tell us that we can love our enemies. And I think it's so common in a fallen world with fallen parents, with parents who are imperfect, to spend our whole lives blaming our parents for what we are. And in a lot of ways, that root of bitterness, as I've said before, bitterness is drinking poison and hoping that the other person dies. So you can find a way to love 
parents who did a horrible job, you can still love them, but you don't have to let them hurt you anymore. And I think that's an important thing because for a lot of us, I mean, all of us were raised by dysfunctional parents because all of our parents are sinners saved by grace at best. But you don't have to let whatever your parents were or weren't change and ruin the rest of your life. I want to encourage you to let God's grace let you forgive your parents for whatever's gone on and move on. There's nothing worse than missing out on what God is doing today by blaming your parents for what went on in the past. You can forgive them. You can learn from it. You can put it behind you. And you can move forward with God. I always think of it was said that Francis of Assisi, who gave away all of his father's goods, that was his inheritance. And he was brought before the council. And they said, why would you do this to your father? And Francis of Assisi was purported to have said, I have a new father now. Powerful statement. Because God the Father is everything that our physical father or mother is not. And so because God, in his own love, has given us the love that maybe we lacked growing up, we can love people who have failed us along the way. And you know what? If your parents weren't a total train wreck, but they just weren't perfect, praise God and give them the grace they deserve. They did the best they knew how. I'll be honest, as a, as a parent of young children, I, am, <laughs> I have so much more respect for what my parents went through. You know, it's like, you know, I got an eight and a five-year-old. My mom and my dad, they had a two-year-old and two, I'm a twin. So they had three under the age of two. I can't even imagine that. Just nuts. The fact that they're sane on any level is a gift. So if your parents, maybe they didn't get it all right, but they weren't a total train wreck, man, praise God. Praise God. You know, and maybe one of the ways we can honor our parents is as you're driving home today or maybe tomorrow morning, just pick up the phone and just call them and say thank you. That little bit of appreciation goes a long way, doesn't it? And if you haven't talked to your folks in a long, long time because of all the garbage that's gone on, maybe it's time before the Lord to pick up the phone and, and try and build the bridge again just one more time. Because you know, God never gives up on us, does he? No matter how far we've been, no matter how far away we've gotten, he keeps extending his grace to us. For some of us, we have a long line of rejecting, rejecting, rejecting the overture. And then one day, it's that day. But would to God that we would value families, we would honor our father and mother, that God may bless our days. Jesus is The commandment to honor your parents is a tough one for people whose parents have been abusive or dysfunctional. As Pastor Daniel shared, we don't have to let ungodly parents hurt us. Honoring them can be appropriate with where we are in life. We're so happy that you're a part of the Jesus is Real radio family. 
Jesus is Real Radio is a listener-supported program. We want to let the whole world know that Jesus is real. Your donations help make this possible. You can become a monthly supporter or give a one-time gift by text message. It's easy. Simply text your gift to 855-910-8300. That's 855-910-8300. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram have become a regular part of our everyday lives. And we want to be sure to encourage you to check out Pastor Daniel's Facebook page, Twitter feed, and Instagram. Log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com and follow the links. Pastor Daniel shares two-minute video messages throughout the week on his Facebook page. Log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com and follow Pastor Daniel. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time as Pastor Daniel teaches about how God's laws aren't always the black and white issues that we think they are. Pastor Daniel continues to open our eyes to the Ten Commandments. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio.